0: You're listening to the Holistic Spaces Podcast brought to you by Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Episode 216. Listen to a Feng Shui consult by Angie Cho for Katie Dalbout of Let It Out Podcast. Welcome to episode 216 of the Holistic Spaces Podcast where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. We teach Feng Shui online. Check us out at MindfulDesignSchool.com. We teach a Feng Shui certification program. We also have different courses. Be sure to sign up for our mailing list for special free workshops and opportunities that are available only for our newsletter subscribers. You can scroll down to the show notes and sign up for our mailing list there or you can visit our website at mindfuldesignschool.com, scroll to the bottom of the homepage, and there's a place to sign up for our mailing list there. So today we have a very special episode. If you've been following us for some time, we have a few friends that we've been collaborating with over the years, and Katie Dalbout is one of them. Katie is a writer, producer, podcast producer and a host of her own podcast called Let It Out Podcast. She also has another uh, podcast called Spiraling. And she has a book called Let It Out. And we've known each other for quite some time, I think, um, almost a decade now. I met her even before she published her book. And I was um, a guest on her podcast. So over the years, We have become friends and we do these podcast collaborations where we do a consultation on one of her, you know, wherever she's living at the time. So we've done at least one, two, three, four or five, I think, homes. So it's very interesting to kind of follow this story. If you're interested, check out the older podcast episode. So she posted on her podcast, but I'm also posting it here on the Holistic Spaces podcast, because it's not often that you as a listener of our podcast gets to experience a feng shui consultation. So I hope you enjoy this podcast. And before we get started, I just want to let you know a little bit more about Katie. She lives in LA. She teaches writing workshops. She works with individuals and brands on creative strategies. She has a weekly newsletter. And she has a really wonderful podcast, Let It Out. And she also has another podcast called Spiraling. You can also work with her one-on-one. She does creative consulting at com slash creative dash clinic. And she also has letitoutkits.com. All of those links are gonna be in the show notes. And you can also follow her at dalbout or at let it out with 3 t's l e t i t o u t t t on Instagram. So check her out and I think I'm going to do a podcast takeover with her soon or maybe I've already done it I don't know cuz this is airing a little bit later. So oh and I'll, also by the way we we recorded this in December when I was visiting Los Angeles. So I hope you enjoy, hope you learn something. And it would be fun if you want to check out the older podcast where I've done her other homes to see how things progress
1: over time and see how feng shui unfolds for people over time. Let's just catch everybody up. So my very close friend who I've known for what, like 10, is it going to be like 10 years? I don't know. When, when did,
0: it was right before you move. This when you lived alone. Yeah. Yeah. Before you moved in with your roommate. Yeah. In Detroit.
1: Yep. Yeah. And long before I moved to New York. <laughs> so this would have been so I met Angie through my really close friend. We call her my non birth mom, Sasha Jones, who Angie has been. How did you meet Sasha? We were in a CSA together. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. So you've known Sasha for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this was even before your book came out. Long before. Long before. And I think it was 2013, 2014. Yeah. And And, you had,
0: well, and it was, your podcast was called The Wellness Wonderland. Oh,
1: Oh. no, it's fine. (laughs) 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 And anyway, Angie did a, a feng shui consultation to my, my apartment that I lived in by myself in Michigan. Then I moved into a second apartment in Michigan Mm -hmm. that was, Maybe haunted, but it was a, it was really, really cool. It was a really cool apartment. It was huge. And I paid half of what I pay here. And it was like three times the size and it had this wraparound porch and we found, and it was all very seventies, like the seventies wallpaper. And we yeah. inherited the, the furniture that was original. The kitchen. the kitchen was like this old timey oven. It was really cool. Was it
0: like. Avocado green or something.
1: Yeah, something like that. And it was, I found it because my friends were really cool. They had they've done the podcast with six sisters who own this juice shop called Drought. And they were going to maybe open a coffee shop and this they looked at the space and they're like, Oh, we looked at the coolest space. Like someone should live there. And I was like, I'll live there. And then I I get the space and we find out that it was this person's in the 70s or 60s, maybe. It was his mistress's house and we called it, we called her Ingrid. We don't know if that was her name. We just made that up, but but we were like, whenever there was like something old timey, we were like, Oh, that chair was Ingrid's or like, it was, it Uh was the trope of the place. But when I moved in there, I loved it. And it was so, it felt so correct for me. I was so happy to be there. I was walking everywhere. I loved that neighborhood. I loved that place so much, but I was really nervous to make that move. And the thing that made me feel better about it was when I called you and I was like, can you help me feng shui wise? Can we do an episode? Can you? And and you were like, yes, of course. And we, the way you helped me set up my bedroom and I had this, I called it my executive desk and uh-huh. I got so much done there. Like whatever you did there in that space really worked because I got a lot done there. I had a boyfriend there, whatever was working with the um, <laughs> yes, relationships with quarter. And then you also, um, I remember you had just switched to a capsule wardrobe. Oh, and- yeah. I was like really, I admire that. Per- How do I, that's, <laughs> that's who I want to be when I grow up, who I was when I was 25. <laughs> because I really had it together then. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. And then I moved to soon after that, honestly. Wait, I- was
0: that nine years ago? Maybe mm.
1: that was 20. That was like 2015 when okay. I moved into that place.
0: But, so if you're 20, 20. Yeah. Um.
1: So this would be your eight years.
0: Okay. Cause you might be back. You're going to be back in that cycle in next year. Oh, great. Cause we look at, um, things in nine year cycles. Oh, thank God. Great. So That's you, good. you're, so
1: maybe you're kind of where you were before you moved there. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Know. Anyway, we'll, we'll get back. So to that later. then I was only there for like I guess two years, less than that, maybe. And then I, because I got this opportunity to move to New York or I, I really wanted, I always wanted to move to New York. I always wanted to leave Michigan. That was like every, this is so cheesy and earnest, but it's true. Every birthday I would wish when I blew out the candle to move to New York. Really? I didn't Until, know that. Yeah. It's so cheesy, but I just, it was, it was like, I couldn't even conceive of going west like I'd never been to Los Angeles I'd never been the furthest west I'd been was Chicago so I couldn't even that didn't even cross my mind as like it was just Tinseltown. Town like I didn't really know what living here could even be like but New York I'd been there and of course you see it in the media and I just always wanted to live there anyway I moved to New York I live in this kind of wild apartment in the East Village and and choosing where to live in New York was really challenging and when I finally, and I really liked where I was in Detroit at that time. I really liked that apartment. I had just started dating someone and I was really happy there. And I always say this to people, like when they're wanting to make a change, the the best way to do it is really love where you are. Because I think there's some cheesy saying about this of like, if you want to change what there's something you probably know what it is, or like some quote about nurturing the garden in front of you instead of trying oh
0: okay yeah I don't know what the saying is but I understand what
1: you're saying yeah and it's true like every yeah. time I've wanted to move if I really just love and I'm really grateful for where I am mm-hmm. the next thing comes and the move comes and yes it's- yeah and that was the case there. And then I finally moved. To, and then I was like, going to move to New York and same thing. I was like, oh, I hope I made the right choice on where I'm living. Like, I really want to be in the East Village, but I don't know if this is the right place for me. And I, and I, re- and I was kind of sad to be leaving Michigan because of this relationship and the whatever. And I call Angie and I was like, can you help me? And then as soon as you said you were going to come over and you were going to do it in person for the first time mm-hmm. because before we did it on zoom way pre pandemic, because I was in Michigan and she was in New York and, and Angie lives in New York and you came over and we did a space clearing. Nick was in that episode with yes. us. Then I asked, I go on this trip that basically never ends. I move out of my apartment. I move to Greenpoint for a short amount of time. Then I come to Los Angeles, live with people, live with people complex. Then I fun complex. Then I find this apartment I call up Angie, same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we do the, which is the last episode we did. I, it was day, I didn't even have a chair to sit on and I'm sitting on the floor right there. And this was this is 2020. So this is, this is September or this is, October of 2020. So very very pandemic, no vaccines and I zoomed with you and it is the it was the first thing that like made me feel okay about being here and you told you gave me a whole tour of the place, you told me about there are so many things that stick with me like the relationships corner that I mean over the years there just have been I feel like I have I mean comparatively to you and people who have gone through your feng shui school and read your books. Well, I have read your books and have your books around, but I I don't know anything at all, but Angie is a tremendous architect and feng shui designer and interior designer and feng shui consultant and very dear friend of mine. But I just want to say, I feel like there are so many little bits that over the years about feng shui that, and you know this, cause I've, I've told you them that have really stuck with me. Like the command position I think about all the time, even just like you were sitting in the command position. I felt uncomfortable being <laughs> like whenever someone comes over to record, I always sit there Okay because command position and then, you know, just where to, where to put my bed and, and the abundance corner and the relationships corner and, and, and little things that I, that I say to, to friends all the time of, you know, use your stove every once in a while. It's good for abundance. Use all the different burners. Don't just use the same one like that. I remember you telling me in Michigan and that's stuck first apartment in Michigan. And there's, something like I, you see all your adjustments all over the place, Mm -hmm. right? That my mirrors, like I take it so seriously. Like I'm so, I'm a great student who (laughs) like actually hasn't gone through your courses, which someday I will do your courses, but I I'm like spreading feng shui all the time because it's so meaningful to me. And I really like you as a person and teacher and I trust you. And there are just so many things that have stuck with me. Clearly some that I'm working on because I don't have a headboard on my bed, which is important, but also peach, um, do they cover oh, yes, because of you? Peach,
0: okay. We're going to look at your home and in person. We, and yes, in person since we're since I'm in LA and we just we thought we would do this in person and then also you all can catch up on where Katie's at and then we can take a look at her home and make any adjustments based on where she is
1: in her life right now. Yeah, I'm so I'm so stoked that you're here. <laughs> So Andrew's from LA. You grew up here. Mm -hmm. You grew up in Glendale, Burbank, Burbank. And you've lived in New York for how long? Almost 20 years. So tell us There, we did an episode. That's a proper interview, but it was so long ago. Tell us a little bit about how you got into architecture and feng shui and like what the last several years have been Hmm. for you.
0: I think I had always been interested in looking at the home. I was one of those people, like, um, as a teenager, always rearranging your room. Like, I always rearranged my furniture or changed the artwork. I wanted to be an artist. And my parents said, my Asian parents said, well, that means you'll be, you'll be an architect. <laughs> Art- artist equals architect.
1: <laughs> they just translated that. Yes, that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: They're like, if you're Korean, you must become, artist equals architect. (laughs) But it's actually something that I hear now more and more from my students, my graduates, like even one who I met for the first time last night. She came out to my class at Rama. she, uh, She said that she always knew from a young age that there is something about moving things around your home or addressing your room that could uh, change the energy around you. And so she she said that like as a young child she would always, or like a teenager, she'd move everything around and her mom would always come by and say, did you just change your entire room? And I would do that too. And I really enjoyed it. So I think that was kind of a natural thing for me to start studying. And then I practiced architecture and worked in architecture in San Francisco, and New York after I graduated. But then I had my Saturn return when I was in my late twenties. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's it's a time in your life where it's usually your late twenties where you start to revisit everything. It's like one of your first midlife cri-
1: crises, right? That's when you went to Bali, right? Oh yeah, I mean mine was a classic
0: case.
1: <laughs> mine was a little chew on the nose. <laughs> yeah, so like Break up, move. Yes.
0: Yeah, so I went to Thailand actually and I had I had and I had just moved to New York and I went to Thailand and you know, I don't know if you resonate with this after I moved to New York. I was really depressed because New York is sharp, right? It's not like it, easy going city. It's very abrasive. It's very sharp and it's challenging. And so I think I just, I was having a hard time adapting and I was really depressed, but I went to this trip. I went on this trip to Thailand with my friend and we, we, um, had a Reiki session and I didn't even know what Reiki was. But I had this Reiki session I was like crying the whole time. And then I just realized afterwards I needed to change things. So I came back to New York and I started studying meditation and yoga. And then I realized that I would also like to incorporate more spirituality and more meaning into the work that I did as an architect. So I decided to see what feng shui was about because that seemed like the natural segue. And I was really delighted when I did study, start studying feng shui to learn that it was like really so much deeper than what I thought it was. Cause I, Cause I remember asking my acupuncturist, like, do you think this feng shui thing works or what, you know, what do you think about it? And so I was very skeptical, but once I learned more, I was really delighted and I, it's really been a big catalyst for me to not only um, see like my whole life is different. And I think also with my graduates, most of them will tell you that like they've, their whole lives have been transformed from studying feng shui because it's a very deep practice. It it has roots in Taoism. So I found that feng shui was really a way to bring together the spirituality that I wanted to start incorporating into my life plus what i actually enjoyed doing like creating art or creating spaces and also working with people like when i was in col- college i was an architecture major and i took like the photography class in the architecture school i was everyone took pictures of buildings i would i took pictures of people mm. so you'd see all we do our critiques and everyone had pictures of buildings and I had pictures of people. So like really my focus is like, how do spaces, uh, work for people and how do people interact in spaces? How do people live in spaces? What are the social and cultural factors? And so feng shui really allowed me to explore that. And also it allowed me to explore my cultural heritage more and find more, more interest and more meaning in that. And then also I never knew that I would like have my own podcast, be on a podcast, be an entrepreneur, write a book, like all this stuff. Like I never wanted any of that, but feng shui just opened the doors to all these opportunities that I never knew I wanted or needed or could do, or had any aspirations for. I just thought it was going to be like a nine to five or, or nine to niner. Cause that's, mm-hmm. you work so much in architecture, but I just thought I would work for someone my entire life. Yeah, And I was just like, is this I'm like, is this all that life is about? Like just going to work and being miserable. I just thought that was what my life was going to be.
1: I want to go back to when you were a kid and you said you were changing around the furniture. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where do you think that came from? Were your parents like that? And then is that because you you mentioned feng shui got you more connected to your cultural heritage. Mm -hmm. So is that do you think that was? brought from nature nurture.
0: I don't think that it's something necessarily inherent in, in Asian culture. I mean, feng shui can be, or, but I think all cultures look at like how you place yourself. But I, I don't know. I was always interested, like when we renovated our bathroom, I'm like, can I please pick all the, can I pick the tile? And like, can I pick the, like the faucet and we had, uh, cause I grew up in Burbank. The first Ikea, I think in the U S opened up in Burbank. Oh wow.
1: Yeah. That's the, that's the one I use.
0: <laughs> yeah. So then I would go, I would go there all the time and I'm like, I'm going to buy this new shelf. And I like would put up my own wallpaper
1: Wow! and
0: put all my posters of like bands and move them around and move my, what kind of
1: bands are we working with?
0: Oh, I don't even know what the posters were, but I listened to like glam rock in high school. Such as? Like Poison cool. and Motley Crue. And I would hang out at the Sunset Strip here. Wow. Yeah. I, I I don't, I can't even, I'm so embarrassed to think about like what I would wear. Oh my gosh. You know, young women, like. I bet you looked really cool. I know
1: you looked really cool.
0: I know, can but we, we were like, old, just like can launch I an array. old photo. <laughs>
1: Yes. Okay. Send me some old books. But
0: it's like, like one time, Laura, and my business partner, and on our podcast, she asked me to share something that no one knows about me, and it's not completely true anymore. But if you Google "Asian Goth Girl," my picture used to be the first one <gasps> that came up. But it's like a picture when I was like nineteen.
1: Oh <laughs> my! God. I'm starting. That's now- the coolest. But it's fact. not on
0: the. It's not on the top it's not on the first page. Anymore. Can I do it right yeah, now? Yeah, You could do it right now. Well, I'm we'll, we'll but keep recording, but I am, it. I think you'll find this it. This is you, so cool. I'm, I'm going to contact our research team to, because I used to, um, I, Oh, in college I was in chat rooms a lot. Like before it
1: was a thing. Tell us everything.
0: Yeah. So, and I was goth. So like I was in Asian IRC. goth girl. Pulls yeah
1: old you up.
0: Yeah. So there was, I was in this chat, I was in this chat room on, it's called IRC internet relay chat. It was like Unix based chat. And I made all these friends and we would go to clubs together and in San Francisco. And then you would like share pictures with people. Yeah. So just like we were on the internet. So, and we would just chat all day and there were a bunch of Gothic people.
1: What year was this?
0: 1994. Yeah. So, oh, maybe, see, maybe I'm not even close to the front page anymore. I used to be, oh, it's on this
1: page. Oh my God. Oh my, that's you? Yeah. Oh my God. This is so cool. <laughs> can I post this with the, ev- when the episode comes out? Yeah,
0: you can. Oh my God. You that look was like 19.
1: So, you look amazing. I,
0: wow. Speaking of like, we're like, yeah, things are so much better when we were younger. But, you know, that's, you know, isn't that the crazy thing too? You look back at yourself when you were 20 or a teenager and you, and you remember how you're, you used to think like, Oh, I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. Like I'm such a, and then you look back at everyone when you're older and you're like, you're so like beautiful. I know. We're so
1: judgmental. I was just talking about that with a friend too. And it's like, that's oh, a whole nother podcast, the mm. body stuff and mm. body image and the, it's a whole thing, but I think it, you know, it, it is, I, I wrote this essay a long time ago, but it's still like the thing that people find me through the most mm-hmm. for refinery 29. It was about anorexia and nostalgia, which is kind of a version of this of like every, it doesn't have to be anorexia and nostalgia. I think everyone kind of had, everyone related to that essay, because I was talking about experience that we all have, which is like looking at a past version of ourselves mm-hmm. and being wistful for it in some way, mm-hmm. even if it was like, wow, my ability to work at that time or my ability to show up in this relationship at that time, or like, wow, I really had it together. Like the capsule war, my closet was so organized <laughs> then. <laughs> I can't even, you're you're like, I'm doing
0: this thing. Cause it just started then too. The capsule wardrobe had like really just started taking off
1: then. Yeah. I would, I really had my shit together. I, I had my shit together more and I keep making this joke here that is maybe not funny and just sad, but I am saying, you know, Oh, I'm having the, the twenties that I didn't have in my twenties and my thirties. And I just have wrinkles now and that's what I'm I'm doing now. But in my twenties, like I I was really responsible and I worked a full-time job. And on the side of this full-time job, I did everything I'm doing now (laughs) as my job then on the side of a job. And, you know, I was also so into wellness that I was going to bed at really early and I had a, wake up light. So I'd wake up with the sun and I did this like red light there. You know, I was so into all these things and I was meditating and which is great, but I didn't have the twenties that most people or a lot of people have. I was living this really, and, and it was wellness before wellness was cool. And then before it became uncool because it was cool. It was like pre wellness and now we're in like post wellness being cool. You know, I think I was like, I didn't grow up in a place where we had a whole foods or like and you know, so it was it was sort of my rebelling. It was my goth, you know, was mm-hmm. to like be into using my Vitamix that I got for my graduation present, you know? And I I think because I missed some of that, and I've talked about this a million times on the podcast, it, but moving here, I feel like I'm, I've had more of a community and more of a... I, I've participated in life more here than I did... In New York. And then I did in Michigan because when I was in Michigan, I always wanted to leave. I really wanted to move and like be further away from where I grew up and experience moving. That was all I wished for. Mm -hmm. And then I did that and I got to New York. But as you know, I was working so much and just kind of flying around because I was working that job and trying to like set things up to not be working that job. And Also, I was in this long distance relationship that I was like, that was like hanging on by a thread that I was like flying back. I was kind of one foot in one foot out. So I didn't really, I had a lot of people I knew there, a lot of acquaintances that were and I could have a dinner with a different person every night, but I wasn't really necessarily they didn't really know each other. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't, I didn't feel like I had a community and I think New York is just like that because it's so big, but I didn't have a group of friends and, and I moved there Later in my twenties, so all the people I knew from college who had already moved there, like had their lives set up and their friend groups set up, so I would hang out with them and like kind of be in their friend groups. But I wasn't really, and I was dating someone who didn't even live there, so it was just like a lot of factors didn't really make me put down roots there. And then, similar to your Saturn return story, and then I, I wasn't depressed right when I got there. I was actually so so happy because I just was like I can't believe I did it. I can't believe I have an address that is here. And I, I, I was like in disbelief and just so worried about like having to leave. And then, but then like two years in, I, or a couple of years in, I got really depressed, but it was because of the breakup. And then I was there and I was so, I just didn't really like know how to, how to be there. But well, one other thing I, I want to say about you and I, that I totally forgot about until right now, and it's still on my calendar. But, and we've talked about this, if people have listened oh, yeah. to episodes of Angie and I, cause I bring this up every time, but I think we got really close. Cause I was like, oh, how did we like, I saw Angie every when <laughs> in, in a post pandemic world to say that you saw someone every week, once a week, like I don't see most people once a week, you know, like we would so, so Angie invited me my first week to go to the Rubin museum, which she's a member of, and they would have this meditation, this group meditation in the middle of the day in the middle of the week in the middle of the city. And I would meet her there. It was us and senior citizens. And we would meet up. Always cut in line. The senior citizens. I never know. I never (laughs)
0: noticed that detail. I was like, why are they always cutting in line? Those seniors, there'd be like one senior citizen in the front. And then suddenly there was like 30.
1: Angie likes sitting in the front, which I, for meditation, also like, cause it's less distracting and being in, I see why you, I am like, yeah, I'm the first row person. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I see that. I see why it was a good choice and they were incredible. Like Sharon Salzberg would lead Mm -hmm. them and really incredible people that we loved and they would do a little talk and they would, they would take a piece of art and talk about how the art connected to this Dharma talk that they were giving essentially, but it was all quite quick. And then we would meditate together and then we would just like leave and go about our day. And it was so grounding. And especially like once I did get depressed in New York, like those first couple of times I came after a breakup and was just like,
0: I I think it was like cold too. And we were just, was it in the winter? Oh yeah.
1: Okay. It was yeah. like a so it was February. cold.
0: Yeah. And in February, you're totally over the cold. Well, you know, I mean, circling back to Feng Shui though. Yeah. And you were talking about the nostalgia, it's interesting how um, you know, people forget, but there's there are like connections with our homes and the spaces we are and the places we are that create that environment and our par- and it's a it participates in those experiences. So like you have this period of time that connects to that second apartment in Detroit and also with your, maybe an idealized version of where you were. And then, then, but always wanting to leave that space. Mm -hmm. So it's like your environment is so important. And then moving to New York and New York is a really compressed, like aggressive environment. Mm -hmm. It really is. And then going to that meditation every week was so nice because it's, if you if the listeners aren't, are not familiar with the Rubin museum, it's a museum of Tibetan and Himalayan art. So there's all these amazing, like Buddhist tankas and Buddhist and Hindu deity, like imagery and statues. And it has like a very, serene feeling. It's a really an oasis in the kind of in the middle of Manhattan and to be able to commit. I mean, we didn't go every week, but we tried if we just to commit to like, okay, I'm going to take a intentional break in the middle of my on Wednesday at noon in the middle of the week to create some space and go to this oasis for some time. It helps to kind of reprioritize your life. So like having that space that's cultivated for something really helped, I think in New York. And then, and then you, then, then you had to leave New York. So again, you're like leaving, you're changing your environment to accommodate like all the other transitions you were going through. And then New York and, and sorry, not New York, LA, I think is also like, I feel like LA is in some ways conducive to more friendships but I don't know why. I don't know why, why it is more than New York. Cause I have also another friend that just moved back here and she's also like finding more friendships here. I think cause a little, I guess people in New York are a little bit like, they're kind of busy,
1: too busy for friendships. I don't know. (laughs) hard for me to, to decouple Los Angeles and the pandemic because I moved, true, I only really know living here. I only know living here within the pandemic. And I mm-hmm. guess after whatever phase we're in now. And, and I also really only know this neighborhood too, where mm. it's like, I, I was just right place at right time, kind of met people and more people. And that just, and, and also, I, I don't know. I think I, I don't know how it happened, but I, I participated here and I, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't so you really have know. much deeper friendships here, right? Yeah. And I don't know about deeper, but I have more, my, my friend, I'm still like unpacking this. This is like a new thought I'm having, so we'll see how this goes. But my friend Crystal was who, who, who is like a advisor and someone much like you in that way who's wiser and older and, and really knows me really well and, and gives me a lot of direction <laughs> in a, in a, in a really thoughtful way. And and she said to me the other day, she was like, I know your brain really, really well at this point. And I was talking a lot about overwhelm and focus. And we were trying to, I just have so much I want to do and need to do, but I keep Making cakes for friends' birthdays, and yes, I can go to that dinner and yeah and and it was I was kind of kinetic and like that in New York too, and then the pandemic oh sort of softened a lot of that for for everyone because there were just kinetic. less op options, yeah, but even in the pandemic, I felt I was like, oh my God, I'm stuck in here. I have like seven zooms today, and I have like this <laughs> call, and I'm rolling call, you know what I mean, and it was just like I was like, oh my God, I can't even do it like this, but all that to say is like I've been this whole year I've been craving alone time. Like I've been craving mm. time to just make my thing and time, time to just, you know, and, and not have unscheduled time. And, but with that, when I'm not with people for long periods of time or not even long periods of time, just periods of time, period, like this will fill me up, like spending time with my friend and being with you. Like this is so it's less about time management. It's more about energy management, mm. right? Cause like yeah. time can't be creative and created and destroyed, but energy can be. And there are interactions with people where it's like, wow, I like making friends for me. Friendship is the easiest thing in the world. Like I can't have a relationship to save my life or like learn how to make money. Like those things I haven't figured out, but I have so many friends and I don't think those two things are unrelated because when I was growing up in school, my mom would always say like, concern yourself with you because I didn't get very good grades. And I was always talking. Like I was always like trying, you know, trying to, I'm very emotionally intelligent and I'm, I'm relational to a fault where it like, where my, my own stuff is the stuff that doesn't get done. Mm -hmm. And when I worked for someone else, when I had a boss, I was, I cared so much about what she thought of me that I wanted to do a good job. Right. But when it's just me, it's like, well, I, so, so that's been the the problem. And then to answer your question about like the deep friendships, I, I don't know how deep they are. Like, I feel like we have a deep friendship because we, even though I don't get to see you that often, we don't talk even that often. I have had conversations with you that are really deep. And I, and I know that we view the world spiritually similarly and, Have this sort of baseline so I could, you know, I was sharing with you about like vulnerably, like how I was feeling about age and money and my like life situation. And I feel like I can just do that. Where most of my friendships here, I don't do that with like, Mm. I don't really talk about that stuff. I it's more like, oh, what'd you do today? What are you doing tomorrow? And it's, I, I saw a friend who moved from LA to Ojai and she was back in town. And I, and I saw her last night and she, and she was saying to me how, how great it's been being in Ojai and how she has a a kid and a partner. And she was like, we have so many friends already. Like we all kind of go to the same coffee shop in the morning and then we all do our things. And then on, on Thursdays, there's this farmer's market and there's live music and we all hang out there. And, and I was like, Oh, that's so great. And I was, like, and she's like, yeah, it's kind of like what you have here. And, and it's true. And I kind of do have that here in the neighborhood. But, and I think when you have kids and when you have a partner, that's great. Like social connection can just be that like, you don't need, you don't don't need support. You don't need like, cause I've, I've been thinking about it a lot here. And it's like, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of people asking me to hang out. I have a lot of, I get invited to a lot of parties. I, and I, I say all of this just to be like, I'm so grateful. It's so fun. Socially, my dance card is very full and I, and I do not have to worry We don't have to worry about me being bored. That is not an issue, but we do have to worry about, right, right, right. And, and same like ever, you know, this is like how it's always been, but then, you know, and this is kind of dark, but this is just like, I didn't have a chance to do my morning pages this morning. So you're getting it right now. Um, what I woke up feeling a little bit today, it's like, all right, how, real, and I don't want to test this. Like, I don't want to ever ask anyone for anything. I don't want to ask anyone to drive me to the airport. I want to, I want to give people things and I want to show up for people. And I've had people show up for me. And at the end of the day, I think when, and you said something, we were talking about like having partners and, and this is the, the, sorry, this has been all over the place, but this is the thing that Crystal told me. She was like, it's challenging to, and she, to, reach your goals or like have things progress in your life when you don't have and and I know this is not true across the board because there's so many people who are don't have these two things but she was like it things move quicker when you have either a partner or like that you live with romantically whatever or a business partner mm-hmm. and if you have neither of those things for, and she's not saying for everyone, but for me in particular, it's going to be much slower. And what we were talking about before we started recording is like with all these friends that I have, I'm like, are they acquaintances or are they friends? Because I'm like, I don't, I would never like right now I have this rug that I just have needed to get rid of for like a year. And Andrew's like. And I'm like, yeah, I need to hire a task rabbit for that. And and she's like, why can't you just have a friend come over? And I'm like, I would never ask a friend to help me with that, even though it's a two person job. And I just, I would pay them or like buy them a, a drink or dinner or something. But I just, I, I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel that closeness with any of my friends here. But the thing is, like, I kind of see what Crystal is saying about needing the support of in business too. It's like sometimes I wish I had a co-host or I wish I just had someone to. But no, no, no. I totally
0: get your saying like that. Actually, during the pandemic, uh, Jeremiah and I we renovated, and the hardest part I think for me during the renovation was that I had to rely on other people. Yeah, like I stayed at a friend's house who actually I saw yesterday, and she was so kind to let us stay there for like four months because she has a three bedroom in New York, and then and it was down the street, and it was so easy because then I could go go back home and work. And I could also check on the apartment. And then our neighbor let us keep our boxes and all our belongings in her apartment because she has two apartments and is never there. But, but I see what you mean about the partner. Like I'll ask my husband to do something or my business partner to do something and we're in it together. And so there's like no question. It's like you're in there, you, it, there's one goal and you're doing it together. So there, So that kind of guilt is kind of, or that fear of trusting someone, it's not a factor. Yeah. But it is a lot to, yeah, you don't want to inconvenience people or
1: owe someone. Or put the pressure on the relationship. Like I, I, that's why friendship is so easy because friendship is like, there's no commitment. There's no one owes me anything. I don't owe like, I Mm -hmm. don't let friends disappoint me. I can't disappoint friends anymore because I, I think that was why I got so depressed after my breakup with Nick in Michigan or in New York, because I, I kind of replaced my codependency that I had with him that I didn't realize I had with everyone, but I just dispersed it. Like Mm -hmm. I, I diversified it (laughs) into several friends. And I remember like, I think a lot of those friendships suffered. Like one of my, one of my closest friends i remember like being at dinner with her and being like okay i'd like to see you every week and she's like i don't know if we can do that like i have to go to paris next <laughs> week you know and i remember being like heart and i'm like i have and i talked about in therapy and i, I finally learned I, I was like that was you can't ask that. If so. That's not in the contract. Like you can't do that. You can't ask for that kind of support. But I was, I was really depressed and I didn't really have any, and I didn't have a job because I, I had that breakup and I left that job at the same time. It was very destabilizing. And I just was trying to anchor somewhere, but I have to be my own anchor. And that's, that's it.
0: Well, I wouldn't discount though, that that happened in New York city. Yeah. Because New York city is really tough. Yeah. Like I remember when I first moved there and I was single and there was a few things that like the first things I learned was like, if you're looking for a job, like anywhere else, or I was in California before in San Francisco, you, you submit it and you have an interview and then you just wait for them. When you're in New York, they're like, no, you're, you need to follow up like five times with them. Everyone wants everything yesterday for, for no reason, except that they want it fast. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to happen. Like people are constantly pushing for things to happen faster, more aggressively. And, um, and it's much more relaxed in other places. And then I remember when I was single, like maybe we'd be at a part, like a party or a bar or something and, or a club. And you, there'd be someone that was like, you're like, oh, that person's cute. And if you waited like even five minutes, there was already another woman talking, another girl talking
1: to them. Do you, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They're just like, the women are like really aggressive there too. Yeah. That's another thing. I'm not assertive at all. And that's something I'm learning about myself through therapy and through, you know, which I I don't think I'm going to, there's, and there's things I'm just accepting about myself or like, I'm not going to become assertive. I don't think. And because I never want someone to be like, you are a mooch or like you took advantage of like, I, I care so much more about being liked and about the relationship and about genuine care. Cause I'm starting to like not know what is real anymore. Okay. So if we're going to uh, bring it back to feng shui then, <laughs> so what is, so this is what I normally ask okay. people. If you
0: had, okay, we'll start with one wish, one wish. What would, what's like one wish that you have right now? Oh, I thought I'd get three. No, yes, don't you get three, time, I don't no, three. but Well, <laughs> let's do, okay. We could do three. You could do three, but I might not address them all. Okay. That's fine. You do
1: get three. I know. I've done this. I've done this before. <laughs> that's why I was like, did the genie change? Well, okay. So, so my advisor person, Crystal, she kind of, she, I promise I'll be, keep this tight, but basically she did the podcast. She came over here and after she left, she was like, sent me several voice texts and she was like. I don't know what's going on, but, and she's a second generation psychic and she's very intuitive and she's just incredible. And she said, I don't know what's going on, but I just feel like I want to like give you a lot of gifts. Like I don't really know why. And she would, it's a really long story, but she would send me all these books that were important to her. And, and, and she was like, I got a couple messages for you. Like, is it cool if I tell you? And I'm like, uh, yeah, please. Mm -hmm. And she was like, People always want to give you gifts and you're very good at manifesting gifts. Yeah. Story of my life. I have a lot of like very nice clothes and things that I, whatever it's, that's true. And, but she's like, what you don't have is very much money and you're often paid. And, and she was like, so I think you really need to focus on, and this is <laughs> like two years ago now, but she's like, you need to focus more on money because that will make your life a lot easier. And at the time... I had, it was a real, it was a heat wave and I had ordered two air conditioners and they'd both gotten stolen and I had to pay, it was like, a, it's not a drop in the bucket for me. <laughs> like the, and I had to pay the, uh, task rabbit to come and install once I finally got one. And I was kind of relaying that saga to her as, as a friend. Cause it was just a pain. And she was like, the other thing is I think You are someone, not everyone, but you are someone who is always better when you're in a partnership. And I thought of you and what you said years ago where like, and I don't know if I said this when we were recording, but something that Angie said to me years ago was like, because I was living with this older single woman who was very set in her ways. And I come from women like that. Like I come from a a sea of, I was raised on like a farm of older single women who are set in their ways. And I, at the time was in a relationship and, and Angie, who is married, like said the same thing. Like you, when you are living with someone and when you are in a relationship, you constantly have to be nice all the time. You constantly have to compromise mm-hmm. and you have to participate. Essentially, you have to be aware of your surroundings. And when you're living alone, like, and working alone, like all these things. And so that's the, the second thing Crystal pointed out was like, a lot of your life would be better and more, it would be really stabilizing for you and grounding for you. And you're really good at loving someone. Like you're really good at being in a relationship. I mean, not good at being, but you enjoy that and you mm-hmm. want that. So the, and she was just like, and on a practical, but she's like, you could have like a business, like you said, with a business partner, like in it together, like someone could be there when the the air conditioner got there, someone could help you with that, not to install it, but just to like, help you manage the two things getting stolen where I was just like, yeah, somebody needed it more than me. Like I get it. Like I, you know, I understand. I, it's not money. Like I want to, I want to travel and I want to like go to nice dinners with my friends and I would love to live in a place with But that costs money. Exactly. And I would love to have a yard or a garden or host people in a place that isn't my dorm room, you know? And, but I also don't want to, job. So I, so I guess my wishes are money, but, but making money at what I'm doing and feeling like I had the, the time and space. So wish number two would be like the time and space to live a creative life and feel like I'm able to contribute and create at the level and have the energy to do so without feeling so depleted. Because sometimes in all of my friendships, it's like, I end up just feeling depleted. Like I'm this has become a total therapy session and I'm embarrassed. That's that this okay. Is, <laughs> that's what um, that's what
0: it ends up being with
1: Oh man. Well, sometimes not always. Yeah, so that's that. And then I'm I also I'm like I I would like to have a partner, which is like sounds like embarrassing and like kind of cuz these wishes are it's like asking for help. Wishes are help. Wishes are asking for help. Well, it's a, no, <laughs> which well, I don't like doing. The first thing is that
0: you would like to uh, invite in more financial abundance and you, and you're clarifying that fact that you understand you have abundance in a lot of other ways, like as far as gifts and you, but, but, but you acknowledge that some of the, it's not, a, it's imbalanced in terms of like the financial monetary, um, that, uh, balance that you're receiving of energy. Cause Because, you know, you offer a lot and we were talking about this earlier, like we like as content creators, we create a lot of content for free. And so but with the hope that there's a like a small percentage of our listeners do purchase some product that we are doing. Right. And so inviting in more actual
1: financial prosperity, which is something that you're having an issue with. And then, and also I'm fine. Like no one worry about me. Cause I had savings. Like I'm fine. It's just not sustained. Like I'm going to have to do something soon. <laughs> like yeah. it's fine. And I've not even like tomorrow well, you're not but, on the street, but you what you're saying, yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, but
0: there, but it needs to be some, this is something that you'd like to focus on. And it's not just that you're It's not a lot of people ask for financial abundance that don't have any financial abundance issues. But you're actually saying, no, I do would my life would be much improved if I could have some ease in terms of the finance that's coming into my life. And that and having that to be rather than to go get a job at somewhere, you'd rather be able to use the skills that you have and the things that you love and and have that as the method in which you receive your financial. Well, yeah.
1: And it's interesting because in all these other sessions, I didn't listen to them back and it would oh, it'd probably make me cringe to hear <laughs> myself back then. <laughs> yeah. But money's like never been a thing that I like, trust me, I spiral about a lot of things. It's always interpersonal or like, like feeling ugly and like not good about how I look, which is so both things are embarrassing, but money was just always something that I was just like, I've always had enough. I've always figured it out. I've never had a ton, but I've always had like a decent amount. And I still, even though I am saying like, yes, I would like to make more money. Cause I just haven't been really, I don't live any differently. Like I, I still am. Yes. I'm going to let me buy drinks. Like, let me try to, let me get dinner. Let me like, I'm still living as if, and I think that's probably good, you know? In a way, maybe maybe I yeah, should like have no, a budget. But, also, but
0: there's not. There's also like like I said, there's a lot of people that say they want financial abundance that actually don't need it. But it. But there's also a time and a place to actually say yes. I, it's about money because a lot of people maybe think like, Oh, it's not appropriate or it's embarrassing to talk about money, but money is just energy. And so there's a lot that you're energetically offering and it's not, what's coming back is not balanced. Yeah. And it affects and it, it affects things.
1: This episode is brought to you by Rook Linen. Are you short on Cupid's arrows, but you still want to make them fall in love Brook Linen has everything you need to help others create a soft spot in their heart and in their home. It's the perfect place to grab home essentials that whoever you love will love. And listen, they're so soft. You're gonna love them so, so, so much. I really do. Brook Linen doesn't let anyone come in between you two by using their direct supplier relationship to source high-quality materials at a fair price model. Over 100,000 everyday experts have already fallen head over heels for their five-star home essentials. The reviews speak for themselves. You can read them yourself. They are top-notch. Sure, you've probably heard about Brooklyn and before on another podcast, but have you heard about it from me? And did you know that they have award-winning luxury sateen sheets that sure make you feel like you're sleeping on a cloud. A cloud in a, you know, fairy tale, right? That's where Brooklinen takes you. Also, they're not just bedding. You can give your bathroom a upgrade. It can become a spa. It can feel luxurious. They have ultra soft robes. They've got towels. And not just any towels. These are incredible towels. And if you're looking to upgrade your spaces, listen. Brooklinen has bundles that you can just make a complete package for the whole home. Choose bed, bath, or a combo of both. Save time, save money on creating your dream space in general. Create a space that you and everyone else will have a crush on What I love crushes with Brooklinen. Visit brooklinen.com and get $20 off. Plus free shipping on orders over one hundred dollars with code Let It Out. That's b r o o k l i n e n dot com for twenty dollars off plus free shipping on orders of one hundred dollars or more with code Let It Out. Thank you so much, Brooklyn, and truly means so much.
0: And and then you mentioned like your friend was talking about like you receive you're receiving things that are. Like expensive gifts and things for people, but that's not—you would much rather—that's not as helpful for you. you what's more helpful if, is if you had the financial balance. Mm-hmm. That's important because a lot of people are kind of like ashamed or like don't think it's okay to talk about money. But I think that that's a big thing that I like to talk about with my students too. Like, don't be afraid to ask for your value. And to recognize that money is what's going to fund things and more people who are interested in doing great things in the world, like need to make more money because the more money that we make, the more money that we actually give that back. Like we hire other people, we support other, like we use our dollars to support causes that we think are important. And so it trickles down in a lot of ways, kind of tied into the first thing, right? Like where it's that you, you would like to make this have the finances in in connection with something that you enjoy, you
1: and to and have the space to have the space to make that. good work because it takes me a long time. Like I'm really slow to create. That's something else that Crystal said. She's like, they say in marketing you can do things good, fast, or cheap, and she's like, you're trying to do. You can't have all three. You can have two of those things, and you're doing good and cheap. And so it's going to be really slow. Mm. And, and that has that tracks. Okay. I don't know how good it is, but I'm trying to, I'm aiming for. Okay. And
0: also just not being super overwhelmed and working all the time. Mm -hmm. And then the third million jobs. Yeah. And the third thing is to invite in a partner, which we you've been looking at for a while. So what's going on with that?
1: I was open to whatever going into the, like the new year. And I think, but I also was like, all right, I really need to focus on work and like figuring out my work situation and like trying like kind of what we were talking about earlier, money and strategize and what's going on with the podcast. And so I I was focusing my energy there. So I wasn't like actively trying to date. And I feel like this year, 2022, we're recording this in December mid-December. I feel like it just, I blinked and it was over. And, and I'm, I'm realizing, I think I invested way too much time in friendships. Like I spend all my time female friends. Yeah. Just like platonic friendships with people. Mm. And, I don't know this one person like meh it made me feel really bad about myself actually because he's younger than me and he he's like a teaser he'll never listen to this I, don't know, I hope. <laughs> um but he's like a he teases people and he was teasing me about being old which like which you don't do <laughs> yeah but like and it was kind of funny and at first I was like giving him shit too but then I was like I, this is not like we were in here and he, like he, he was, it's okay when I like say it's a dorm room and like make the joke and it's okay if my friends do. But anyway, it was just making me feel bad about myself. And like, I, yeah, so that was, that was that. And then I really like hadn't dated at all. And I would like go on Raya from time to time and just like see who's on there, but never message anybody because I can't even keep up with the messages coming into my emails and my, so it's just like too much. But I felt like I was getting a lot of like my like social needs met by people that I hang out with. So it wasn't really like even on my radar. And then in September, I this is so silly, but my friend had a birthday party and I brought the cake because I keep doing that, which is very like highly photographed party position, (laughs) the cake candle person. And I like joke to her after that. I was like, I have gotten recognized more around town since your birthday than ever in my life. After that, somebody from like, like, this is, I feel like I'm 12, like wanted to ask her if they could have my number. And, and so then they came into the shop. It was like this whole thing. And I started to like this person and then it was all very sweet. And like, this is a real slow situation. And then I don't know. I, and I, and I, I was so not into them at first. Like it was, it's not, it's, it was totally different, but I was like, wow, they really tried. Like they, when they came in to ask for my number, they really had to, they were going to have an audience. Like it was so crowded in there. I was like, Oh my God, it's gonna be so embarrassing. But like, he really tried. And I was like, you gotta give him credit. And it was just nice to have someone like give a shit about me. Like he's, he started to remind me of Nick because I was like, Oh The only reason you remind me of him is because he also liked me. And I think you might like me. Like, it was like, that's my bar so low. Crystal always says, like, someone just has to, like, smile at you the right way. And you're like, oh, my God, you know. And so anyway, and it was really slow, but that's fine because I was, like, doing other things and, like, but it gave me such a boost, Angie. Like, the reason I bring it up is because I, I felt like the since that happened, like, it just it was so nice to be liked. And like, I would get excited to look at my phone to see if he had texted me. And usually now when I look at him, I'm just like, okay, it's either a work thing or so, even if it's my sweet friend, like sending me something, it's still like a plan. I'm going to have to like, do, you know, it just all felt so exhausting, but this was like this sparkly fun thing. Anyway, it just like fizzled. And then I, yeah, I also am not like on the apps or trying. And, and I do think I'll meet people in person because I I make friends in person. Like, you know, but I need another friend. Like I need a hole in my head. So I, I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So we'll start with that one first.
1: Okay. So with your relationships. Okay. So it sounds like,
0: cause so when I t- work with someone, feng shui ways I kind of need to know a little bit more, but let me just clarify is that you, you are actually though, you're not, you're not on any apps really, or actively looking, you're not actively trying to date you're not actively making time to date. You're just seeing mm-hmm. if something will fall into your
1: lap. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Same with money. Like I'm not, maybe it's me. I think it's all me. Well, no, I'm just, so I'm just saying like, it does actually require some effort. I know, which I'm not doing. You're right. You're yeah. right. I'm so
0: are you around friends that have single guy friends? Cause I have like one friend where she was like, I really want to meet someone, but then she would do things like just go to ceramics class with lots of other older Ladies, you know, single lady, you know, it's like, there's some things that you, you can like, are you doing things that men that you like would be at? Yeah,
1: definitely. Okay. Then are I, you meeting them? And I hang out with, I hang out with, my friends are not all women. My friends are probably like f- straight guys, but they're platonic. Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Have you Okay. Well,
0: can you ask? So here's maybe where Never. you can be more assertive. Absolutely Why not? not. Why? Uh, cause I can't. I can't. No, you, you don't have to say "set me up with someone." You could just say, "Hey, can I'm? I want to start dating. Could you invite me to things where you know there's going to be some single guys at?"
1: Well, I think I just go to like I go to things where there's all sorts of people all the time. And that is because I went parties and like.
0: But then how, you're not meeting any single guys at the party. No, I am. Oh, you are. Okay, I'm talking to people. I'm. Are you exchanging numbers?
1: Sometimes, actually, I mean, yeah, people ask for my number a lot. And then they never call? And not, a, I, that sounded, but like uh, frequently. I mean, I work at the shop. I work at the other shop. I work at like, I mean, so they you know, know how I'm to find, around. And so they know how to time, find you.
0: Yeah. I'm going to give you like a variation on like a feng shui adjustment, which isn't about moving something in your house, but we'll do that too, is maybe like you, you're going to have to think of the number, but make a commitment to... Maybe you need to say yes to the next nine times that someone asks you on a date.
1: Okay, here's here's my question for you. Mm -hmm. A lot of these, I'm not even getting asked. Don't like them? Just give them a try. Okay, because I I, people are asking for my number, Mm -hmm. but not actually not getting asked on that many dates. And even like this person who I who did ask for my number, Mm -hmm. he I never went on one date with him. We hung out, Mm -hmm. and we would like. Go on a walk or go like, but it was always like, oh, what are you doing? Like, you, it was all, I never have, I said this to my friends over the other night. I have not been on one date since I lived here. Do young people go on dates still? What do people do? I I thought someone not not young.
0: (laughs) Okay, what do people your age go on dates? Do your friends? Yes. Okay. If you're just waiting for someone to show up, you could do that in a more strategic way. Okay, great. You could say, like, you could, just like drop, like feng shui wise, you could just dr- drop in conversation where you are like locationally. It's like, Oh yeah. Like I work at this place. I'm there on every Tuesday. Yeah. So then you're just, that's the way to kind of tell them where they can come find you. Yeah. I guess I kind of did that ask for their number.
1: Yeah. That's, that's kind of what
0: I did with the one guy who, and with the Chi, you need to say yes. Even if I mean, even if you're not, unless you're totally like no way Jose, Yeah. but like, I would definitely say yes to get the Chi moving and to get the Chi started and, um, and like maybe put like a number around it, like where you're like, okay, the first nine guys I'm going to just say yes to.
1: I just haven't really had like this. Those are the two really be like, So it's going to be, it's going to take me nine years. Yeah. Jeez. (laughs) Great. Well, or, or, I'm, I'm going to be dead
0: by then. <laughs> or, you know, like have like go in with like, um, a party with like saying, I'm going to talk to nine different single guys. All right. That's another option. Like one of my friends who's really, really friendly. He, I mean, I know you don't have a problem talking about things, but he just like goes into a party with topics already that he can just default on like some, something in the news or something. I don't know.
1: That's smart. I be, I feel like I kind of do that. In but a way.
0: yeah. And then you just, but kind of like have a strat, a a numeric strategy. Like, I'm just going to like, okay, I need one more guy. You're just going to say hi to some guy at the end. And it's not about like, that's the person that's going to be your like match made in heaven, but it's like putting you just, it's also like a numbers game, but you have to put your chi out there and you're starting to get the energy moving because otherwise you're just, you're stagnant. Right. Yeah. But I think that's good because, well, I think it's good that things are moving, but I think you need to like be a little bit more assertive about having the chi move because, because every time you, if you're just sitting there, it's just like, no energy is moving. No chi is moving. You're moving your bed. Where do you want it to go? Well... I don't know. I know you're gonna say no. Where the couch is? Yeah. What if we switched your couch and your bed? Does
1: that make sense?
0: I know. Should, she's, I knew you're gonna do this. Um, well, well exp-
1: <laughs> I'm down. Well, explain because, to me.
0: Well, because I think I told you this when you first moved here. So, like, what you're so you don't need more friends, right? So your public life is deeper into your apartment. So the deep, the farther it the closer you are to the door, the more public it is. So having like your bed or your more private area close to the door, like, especially if you're inviting in a partner is kind of like, it's this idea of like, people can come, like your partners can come in and out of your life really easily, like literally sneak out the door. That's what they're doing. I <laughs> do. So, but if they're here, it's a little bit harder, but also it represents, you're allowing people to come a little bit deeper into your life. And maybe with your friendships, they can, you, you're like, you don't need so many friends. Maybe your friends can be more like out a little bit external and like you, you're more open to now bringing in someone, a partner that's going to be in like
1: the more private parts of your life. I'm going to do it. So, Oh, you will? Oh, yeah. my God. Well, I got to get rid of that carpet anyway, yeah. so I'm going to get a task okay. rabbit. it. I mean, we can't do it right now because no. you're... I mean,
0: yeah, we can if you want. Really? Yeah, let's do it.
1: Well, okay, so the carpet's going to go. I'm going to move the... the. Just leave
0: the carpet there and we move the bed, but then we need to move the sofa too.
1: Yeah, this might not be a job for today, but we'll yeah. talk about it. Okay. But I'm... So just to be clear, mm-hmm. I move the... I move my bed here. To, there and I move my couch. Okay. Now, now for people listening, the, it, it, the, the, the bed's kind of going to be in the living room and the kitchen. That's, That's the, okay. It's deeper because you have a studio It's gonna and be, who cares? Yeah. Okay. So because basically, so, so the things, bed would be all the way in the corner. Yeah. So
0: it, the against the wall or not, no, no, not against the wall. Cause like the midline of your home, if we drew a line where the middle is the it's better to have things like your bed Further back, so um, and having things like more public areas, like your living room, further up. So you can keep this here, but move it over and just make sure you have like two or three feet here, and you have two nightstands. So
1: you don't have to be matchy matchy. And it's I, fine. I used to have those on either side of my bed, but I moved that away because I just I felt like I wanted to switch it up. Is that bad?
0: No, it's fine. Because just make sure you have so- room on both sides of the bed, and then also I would say maybe don't have the footstool in front of your bed oh is that bad yeah well it doesn't have to be but you know my teach one of my teachers reminded me recently like so um the foot of your bed is kind of represents your career and it could mean that like you're not able to move that right now (laughs) yeah not able well
1: I'm gonna I'm doing all of this after like all right
0: maybe we shift it so I think that's I think we would flip that and then you can arrange the Wait, sofa. sorry, how are you, you saying like- about the, f- the footstool? Oh, so the footstool is blocking kind of like the career area of your bed. So that's my problem. <laughs> so let's move that. And um, I think that's better because maybe you do kind of want to have your friendships a little bit like not so overwhelming in your life. Cause if you cause you just said that you prioritized going out with your friend rather than going on a possible date. Mm-hmm. So maybe if you switch it and you're and you're totally into that's so why I like that. That's kind of like, that's telling me you're willing to try it. Because you know if it doesn't, if you don't like it, you can always move it back.
1: Yeah, I will literally do anything for you, Angie. You know I trust you no. completely. <laughs> it's
0: true. Okay, so then um, and then let me see what else. The so bell on the door is because of you. So the bell on the door is good because that helps to keep you in command. The bathroom door. Oh yeah, you have your mirror. Yeah, this is okay. Yeah, I think I this is going to be better cuz you don't Yeah, cuz you don't want to actually it's not great to have your toilet right in front of your bed, but that's going to be a moot point right. pretty soon. So now you'll move it. Okay. So then the other so I think that will help with the relationships. And then you remember the relationships
1: that relationships corner? Should yeah. put the bed over there.
0: No. <laughs> but like yeah, I know cuz you're you're always concerned about your relationship corner. Let me see. Maybe, but maybe the art is okay. Yes. I
1: need to like hang those or do something with those.
0: I bought this for myself. This is my, I like it. it it's myself. very nice. Wait. Oh, the art or the, I had someone build that. I like, Oh yeah. But that was, you've had that out. for like a
1: year. One year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just wanted to see if you liked it. No, I like it. <laughs> I've seen it on your feed. I so- have a lot of broken furniture. Is that bad? Like for yeah, instance, that needs to be reupholstered. Oh, Things, like aren't great. I got them at the flea market this table i want to get a new table i want to i cannot stand the ceiling fan Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna replace it okay because it's not hard to do that i just need to the one thing i really do need help with is like where am i going to store that one and i don't want to get a storage unit just for that but i don't Mm. know what to do about that it won't fit in
0: the closet or something
1: i mean it probably would but then like where it'd be the only thing that would fit in that closet
0: you're going to switch your bed further in with the intention that you're now willing and open to not, you don't want just people, partners coming in and out of your life. You'd like to have someone that's going to stay longer, mm-hmm. someone that you're going to invite to the, your more vulnerable
1: parts of you. Right. Yeah. And then if I got it, I always dreamed about getting a projector uh-huh. and that would actually make sense yes. if the, if the couch was there Mm -hmm. to have the projector.
0: Yeah. And I think that'll provide a little bit more balance because usually the private areas of your life are deeper in because you don't want everyone to know all your private business, you know, maybe, and instead like you ha you have more of a balance between your friendships and, and what they represent. So like having your um, living room kind of really further in may actually kind of be a symptom or Emphasize, like, you know, that you know how you're talking about, um, like having a lot of expectations from your friends, but then at the same time, not wanting to expect anything. Maybe that will help to balance, like, that okay, that difficulty you're having. You might, are you going to move your air conditioner then, or you can't because you got that installed, right? Yeah, okay, so the air conditioner is in your well, because. Sometimes you can look at the air conditioner as kind of like cooling things down.
1: It's so, in my abundance corner. Yes,
0: it's in your abundance area. So what you could do with that is maybe you can make something fun with it like ha- I mean you're not using it right now, but um like put like some like little flags or streamers so it's more fun.
1: Well, you know the
0: sticker on the side and I have my tarot oh, cards good. on
1: top of it and I have that fun I did that. Yeah,
0: and then when you have the when you have the drapes it'll look that better but that's not an issue
1: cuz it would be kind of expensive to move it No, it it's be, okay.
0: And it has to go somewhere cuz then it would be in it would be in your relationship area or in your wealth or be your fame off area. As much as it like yeah. like a sleeping thing. Oh, you need it for sleeping. Then that's good. It
1: would it's going to suck in the summer to have to be I wish I didn't have to have an air conditioner, but you kind of need it. In LA,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, no, I mean you actually might like it.
1: Being closer right to you. To yeah.
0: Me. Um, so I think that, and I actually like that your bed is moving to your wealth area, wealth and abundance area. And because that uh, with the intention, because the wealth and abundance area is also about your self-worth. And I think that you're by putting your bed there, you're kind of prioritizing you know, you talked about prioritizing your needs over other people's. And I think that's, can be one of the intentions with doing that. You're like, well, I'm going to like, make an effort to take care of myself a bit more to prioritize myself. Like this area is like related to, um, yeah, to that abundance and having a lot of fullness and having, like, I was making this, um, allusion to like, you know, in, um, LA, every, like we're in most places, especially in California, people have like fruit trees mm-hmm. and, There's so much fruit, like you have so, like you get so many lemons that you share it with other people, like moving your bed here with that intention that you have a lot to share, but it's not, um, at your own expense that like, there's so much that you have to offer and you can still share, but then like, I want to do some things so that you're inviting in more financial abundance, which was the first thing you were talking about. So. Ah, And it relates to helpful people. Okay. So what we could do is we can do something in this, this area and the opposite area, which is your bathroom. So basically this area is related to your wealth and abundance. And then in your self-worth in this area, your bathroom is related to helpful people and the male element, which we talked about before
1: blue shower curtain because of you. <laughs> Did you notice that?
0: Yes. Oh yeah. You, sh- I think you showed me that one. So, um, I think that you have the plants in there and that's really good and it's doing really well. The pothos. Oh my gosh. It used to be so tiny and there's no light in there. Isn't it crazy, but it's a lot of moisture, right? There's a window in there and I think it
1: gets the light from here.
0: Okay. Um, but we can do something to emphasize both areas. So basically the idea is like part, I think part of your ability to invite more financial abundance is to have benefactors, Mm -hmm. like sponsors, but also people that are helping you, which also means that you need to ask for help. So, and it doesn't mean that you need to start actively asking for help, but by working with these two areas, you're acknowledging that you need to, part of how you can attract financial abundance is to recognize that you need you need benefactors. You need people that are going to support you, that are going to financially support you, and that. And when you have wonderful benefactors, whether they refer you to more more people, or you know, you have your followers that purchase things that you're offering, um, part of it they have to know that you have to ask for it as well. So there needs to be a balance of that. So I'm trying to think what would be a great way to activate both for you. Um,
1: do you, do you like the color purple? Not really, but I'll do <laughs> anything for you. What do I, what do okay. I do with the purple? Well, Paint the know, walls purple? You say the word. No, no.
0: It. Cause like, well, cause purple is the color of, um, this area and it's related. To, I think that purple's also c- purple's considered a very regal color as well. So purple bedding. No, you can keep that.
1: I have, I, Okay. I can give you a little
0: art project. Okay. You can, maybe you're going to think this is cheesy, but maybe you create, I was thinking like you create some kind of like purple crown that I wear, (laughs) you don't have to wear it, (laughs) but maybe like, it's like a crown or like a tiara or something that you like, I don't know, like put like in the
1: corner there
0: and also went in there.
1: Could it be so small that no one has to see it? No, it has to be like something that was
0: something that you could wear. But you don't have to show anyone. So I hide it? No, it needs to hang
1: up on the wall. For how long? And then when (laughs) someone comes over, I can put it in a drawer? No. Oh
0: God. But like I mean I'm thinking of something like really cool. Like what if it like what if you make a fresh one?
1: Of flowers? Of flowers. Like but purple then, flowers. And then just replace it every week.
0: Yeah. That's so expensive and time consuming. Oh, well, can't you, don't you go on hikes and stuff where you can find, it doesn't have to be a flowers. And what if you like find like a nice like
1: purple. Vine Okay, and you just
0: put a purple ribbon around it.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Now we're talking. It doesn't, it can't, can't be dried. I know that.
0: No, not dried. I want you to have something that's alive, but like, I don't know, like, or maybe it's like a purple ribbon or. All right. Something, but something that's like a little bit,
1: I know cheesy, but like... Something. And I have to hang this on that empty white wall. So yeah,
0: just on the corner. It doesn't have to be the main thing. Okay. Or it could be, yeah. Like
1: I was thinking like maybe right over
0: here. Could I hang it from my bed? Yeah, you can hang it from your bed, but it could be like right here. Just have something that I want you to be able to see it. Okay. So, And then also hang it in the bathroom. Yeah. One, in, one for each area with the intention that you're activating um, helpful people the masculine element bring inviting in a male element in your life and also to work on your self-worth and abundance and financial wealth and by and activating this kind of feeling that you are a queen that you are you you're, you're like oh <laughs> no I'm listening uh, I'm like a, listening like, I'm listening you know like that you're um <laughs> You're like this, like, like the this queen.
1: <laughs> no, but that's, no, but I think like something. That I got sent this really expensive vase by a brand that I. We just took a great picture of you. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew told me it looks like a, like a crotch <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it is purple. <laughs>
0: yes. Well, it's like a mauve purple. Yeah. But it does count like, but I'm thinking of just like some kind of like cute, like little tiara thing. And it's activating like your crown chakra too. So it has a lot of different nuances to it, but it's bringing in that color purple, that elegant color of royalty.
1: Maybe someone could make me like a collage or something, and then I could frame that. Mm -hmm. And then I could put that in both places. All right, I'll think on this.
0: But something like that has this feeling of like crown jewels or like purple, like that makes you feel like you're –
1: the queen you are. If anyone here is listening and would like to make me a uh, art <laughs> in this realm, realm, then, uh, I, I need two of them. <laughs> well,
0: I'm thinking like what else? I think you can look, you'll find something. Well, one in that bathroom and one in this. And so they're it's activating those two corners mm. of your apartment to bring in I don't like that word queen necessarily but like you know what I'm saying like there's this sense of nobility and that you can invite your value you can be proud of the value and this and the
1: offerings that you have and they're of great worth all right I'm into that the when I move my bed to this new area I feel mm-hmm. like I'm moving it's, this is really going to be good mm-hmm. And I just think moving things around creates I just think it's gonna be good for me. I've been here for like two years. yeah, is that right? Yeah, no, oh, I don't know. a year and a, like a year and a half. The, it's been a long saga about having a headboard. It was a big joke because I didn't have a head. I've never had a headboard, actually. And Angie's pointed it out every time. And I remember in the episode with Nick, you were like, yeah, it's really bad for stability in the relationship. Uh-huh. And we looked at at each other and we were like, Oh no, <laughs> she was right about that one. I, I just got a new bed mm-hmm. for free as a gift from a, um, brand that I worked with. So I talked to someone and she has a wood shop and she told me that she can build a headboard that would attach to that. Okay. Yeah. And I just like dragged my feet in doing it cause it was kind of expensive, but that would count and yes. especially moving it to the new spot do it. Yes. And then I was trying to ask you earlier this summer about how high, cause I had to give her the measurements. Uh-huh. And so I texted you, remember? And I was like, how high up? Cause I wanted it to just be like, like, cause the ceilings are so high in here. I like that the bed is so low to mm-hmm. the ground that I was going to make it not that high. And you were like, no, it needs to be really, no. Yeah.
0: well, okay. How it high be, does it need it to be? be as high as the top of the
1: pillow. pillow? Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: And I think the peach is good keep the peach.
1: I have a pink one too.
0: Yeah. Pink and peach. Cause those are, uh, we say that the peach is peach blossom luck and that's good to attract a partner So keep that. And
1: then let's see what else. Is going what on. about rugs? Like I'm going to get rid of that rug. What are, I've never heard you talk about rugs in feng shui ever.
0: So rugs provide our grounding and they offer earth element. So the shape and the like earth element is square and flat or rectangular and flat. So it provides grounding and stability, stability, but you already have a lot of grounding and stability. So I don't know if that that's like the most important thing for you, but it's fine to get rid of them. I also have a rug in there. Yeah, no, that's good too. Like for you, like that's not like something that you really have to have. We got bigger fish to fry. Yes, exactly. Like moving the bed, And then, so your door is good, easy to open. You can invite in things. Let's see what else. So you have the two closets there. So this closet is partially in your skills and knowledge area, but I don't think that you have any trouble with skills and knowledge. I'm very slow learner, (laughs) (laughs) but you also have no, but it's skill. I think that you are okay with it, but you also have the mirrors on the door, on the door. So it kind of
1: Solve that problem that's my least favorite thing In this apartment those mirrors because They're I don't even want you to look At yourself in them they make my friend Zoe was like I think 90% of your body image Issues are that mirror because it's like A funhouse mirror it like makes everyone look Like someone went on the top of their Head do you you notice it yeah It's
0: all it's all warped you know what you can Do is put film on the Mirror
1: where do I you'll show me where to buy That
0: yeah just go to Home Depot just get Film
1: okay like and it's it like a decal fit to it perfectly. Yeah,
0: you can trim it. It'll make it look like frosted glass.
1: All right, I'll do that.
0: And then I think the dining room table is fine. So you you said these are falling apart.
1: Well, no, no they're
0: fine. So the kitchen. So you have a mirror at your stove. That's good so to get you behind you. Yes, and then you have all these post its of things that you have to do slash stress you out. And that's in the what area is that? That's it, that's also in your mask your male helpful people area. Can you create a section that you move things in there that other people can help you with? I
1: mean, I'm down for everyone to help me with <laughs>
0: Well, are there ones that you feel safe to Well, let me let me
1: just tell you what they are. This okay. Whole- Do you Sure. The first thing is all about my apartment. The second list is all about writing tasks. So it's like half completed essays, things I need to write. The other thing is all like social things like events I'm going to do, people I haven't seen in a while. I haven't called my friend Isabel in too long. And then that part is all about podcasts, like guests and ideas for that. Mm -hmm. And then ideas to make money and like brands to reach out to sponsorship, like basically podcast work. And then the other part is about gifts that I'm going to give people for Christmas.
0: Okay. I'm trying to think, is that the helpful people area or is it the completion area? It might be in your completion area. None of
1: this stuff is complete.
0: But there's stuff that you want to complete, right? All of it needs to be completed. All right.
1: yesterday. Okay.
0: So it is actually good in that area, I think.
1: Oh, okay. That's good. Because now that I'm
0: looking, it's kind of borderline okay. You know, let's say it's in the completion area. Cause you stand in the completion area. So this is good. Actually you're, you put it in a good place. It means that you're completing things, but I think you can create, no, you know what? I know. I think I like the purple thing is enough. Okay. And I think if you want though, I think it would be helpful to make a section here with, and you can use purple post-its, the easy, the lowest hanging fruit in terms of things that you can delegate to someone else without feeling bad. Okay. All right, little things and as you do them you could you could then you like let them go right
1: is it bad to have a plant on my fridge and is the taking my guest book is taking people's heights underneath the closet or the no, that's cabinet okay. that's okay but your plant is dying on top of it. i know fridge. it it'll come right back to life i just okay, need to just water, need water, it.
0: water it okay no no that's the art good. in
1: here is okay
0: yeah the art in here is okay so the, and then this is your relationship area Oh, I know. I was looking at this earlier. So no, I think this is good. Did you solve your situation with your kind of, the, I,
1: I basically have this Walter water filter and it's just Berkey water filter and they're just hard to, I, it's just, yeah, they're, it's hard to, to prime. So it, I, I just have to constantly refill it. It's just slow to filter, but it's okay. Is it bad to have that there?
0: Well, you remember what I was saying? It's kind of like, sounds like when you talk about a partner too, it's like, Oh, it's uh-huh. hard to prime them. You just have to like put them in. So then so maybe much just work. move it elsewhere. Or- yeah. Can you put it here or something? Sure. Yeah. It's fine. Just like don't have it in the relationship area. Okay.
1: All right. And then what are, is what are these little prism things? They just make like rainbows in here. Oh, my friend nice. Dexter had it. And I like I that. Him. I just
0: bought some for my I just bought these rain my one of my graduates makes art and she made these rainbow ones. Oh, I got cool. them for my niece.
1: Could you get flowers for yourself over here every day? I mean, no, uh, yes. I mean, like
0: you can go to like
1: Trader Joe's, yeah, yeah. Get easy, and so
0: I would just put fresh flowers here every day. Okay, to with the in your relationship area
1: because you have a table with two chairs. Do you eat here or do you eat there? Right. I'm going to be honest with you. I eat like standing up in the kitchen most days. It's not great, but it is what happens. Okay. Well, maybe you can start sitting here
0: because I like that you have two. So you have two chairs and a little table. You're creating a space for a partner. I think bringing in like some fresh flowers as much as you can would help to bring new energy
1: to your relationship.
0: You have two pillows. You have how many pillows you have? Four. Four. Good.
1: Okay. When I used to, when I do get flowers, which Mm -hmm. is pretty often actually. I put them on that window or mm-hmm. on this table, never, yeah. ever over here.
0: Yeah. So put them over here just cause right now you're working cause that's your fame area where you're dining, where you're, I guess this is like your work table, right? Mm-hmm. So that's your fame area. But I think right now we want to focus on your relationships, Yeah. right? Yep. So then when you get the relationship in place, if you had a relationship, maybe the other things in your life would come easier.
1: Yeah, I think they
0: might. Because before it sounded like you were kind of prioritizing your work. And now you're seeing that having someone in your life that you can trust and rely on, especially a romantic partner, would actually create more ease for you to have, to to do all the things that you want to do with your life and your business and creativity. I have a business partner now, Laura, and we, and we have the same goal, but we don't, aren't doing the same things. Yeah. So we have a bit, we can create something really strong because we have a balance of it and we're basically like married. So actually working with this area, she's like my other wife, my other husband, or I'm her other. This area isn't just about like your romantic relationship. It can be your business partner too. Yeah. Like we always, Laura and I make a joke. Like, I'm like, you need to put my picture in your, your relationship area. And then also like with my husband, like we have that partnership too, where he He does more. He supports me. And because he supports me in terms of like, not financially, but he supports me in terms of like taking care of the house, taking care of the dogs, cooking, cooking. but he also like works for my company, my companies, then I can spend my energy being creative and working on the, I can manifest that. And we're not trying to do the same thing at the same time, but he can also work on his art and, and be a musician as well. So no, it is really important. Maybe I would even say you need maybe spend some more time over here, see what it's like to be instead of in this, but be in a partnership. And so with intention that like space for an intimate partnership, whether or not it's, it could be romantic or it could be A business relationship or a platonic friend. A lot of people have like these platonic kind of relationships where they live together, buy a place together,
1: you know. Something more defined. That was the word that I defined at the end of that message when she was like, having a partnership that's more defined than friendship. Because I think I have all these undefined. Yeah. Just like your chairs.
0: They're like, this one's from a flea market. I yeah. don't know where that came from. This one's doing its own thing. They're, this all, one, acquaintances. they're all different. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is like, no, this is like, we're, we're a pair. We're, we make this one matches this one. We have a space, a table with enough space for each of us. And you have your part and I have my part. And together we form a whole circle. One whole thing.
1: I prefer sitting on these stools. I have two more of them. They're in my Mm -hmm. closet. So if I put two stools there and moved these chairs over here, Mm -hmm. that would be fine. Could I have three stools there and don't have three of anything?
0: Well, the only reason why I would say... It doesn't... Well, I just only want two here because you're looking for that defined relationship to the pair. Three makes it confusing. I think also... The reason why I like these chairs better is because they have a back. And so what that means, feng shui wise is that you have some support Okay, that you're not holding yourself up.
1: They're not comfortable for working, but I could work from, them.
0: well, maybe you find two other chairs that are comfortable working, or maybe you can make these more comfortable, but I mean, you can try, you could try the pair of those stools, but if you, you know, like there's, there's a balance of what's practical. So if you really can't like work on sitting on these chairs, then you can switch. But there is the metaphor of this is holding you up. This is giving you support. A high back chair actually is a thing like having no support. That's like really like having no support and being, you're still like holding yourself up.
1: Yeah. Maybe it shouldn't work.
0: Yeah. Really and I was IKEA also going to say, try, try working from this a little bit. And then one other thing I was thinking is you do need a functional crystal ball and I can send you one halfway. When I send you your charm, I'll send it to you. Half somewhere. It doesn't have to be halfway. Just, you can even just hang it from that smoke detector. Just from, it needs to be somewhere between here and this area, because if you do work here, I don't want the chi coming straight at you. Cause it's very like, um, what is the word? Uh, it's very, I
1: hang it off when I'm hanging
0: Thing, like right in the yeah middle. yeah it does but it doesn't have to be in the middle it could just be anywhere so i have it comes with a damage free hook and everything and a red string you just hang it so it's super easy
1: i had one of those in louise's apartment yeah
0: i think so yeah so i think those will really help i think that's really i think there's a lot of intention in that so you can think about the chair is uncomfortable don't use it but like if you can just recognize like oh Maybe I can let myself be supported a, le- a little bit. Maybe I can make space at my table for a defined relationship, whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Because it's not easy to find a business partner or a romantic partner because you have to have that same level of trust.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you know, like it's the most important thing in both situations to have someone you trust.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, yeah. I don't even have anything else to say on that. <laughs> 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 and then
0: you're going to move that filter somewhere else, like over there. Yeah. I do feel like I don't
1: – well, I wanted to show you this. There, mm-hmm. No matter what I do, I, mm-hmm. I had so many other tiny ones in here. Yeah, and those babies. I for friends last Christmas. Yeah. And then I got more, and then the other one has more. So, like, I feel like that's good. Mm-hmm. But I just – I I have two monstera's that I love that are like huge but I'm feeling like I don't want to get rid of them cuz mm-hmm. I love them but I just feel like the plants I have in here is too cluttered and I really really want to buy this really cool tree cuz the ceilings are so high in here mm-hmm. and I, there's this one specific plant that they have at the shop that I work at mm-hmm. that I want to buy. Yeah. But like could I get give these away? Yeah, like, give them away. Um one of my
0: friends actually sure. she just posted like she's like we had to let go. We had to give away our monstera because it was too needy.
1: Oh, all right. So maybe. Yeah, just of like, course.
0: Someone will love this. Okay.
1: All right. Definitely. It just makes me sad because I might want them again, but. Well, you can. What? Well, if I you give it to someone,
0: you know. At, yeah.
1: That's yeah. Yeah. You could just do.
0: say like, you might, you know, can you hold these for a year or something? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think actually, I think it, you're since you have high ceilings too, you, would benefit from using the height. So I yeah. think a tree is a good idea because everything is so low, which can actually kind of also add to, because I know you like the low bed and the low sofa, but it can also like lower your chi. Okay. Like low, so like if you're prone chi. to d- depression, like yeah. low things can like keep your energy levels low too. Great. What
1: about where should I put that tree when I get it here? Well, where were
0: you thinking practically to put it?
1: I haven't really thought okay. about it yet.
0: Okay. In this area which is your fame and reputation to kind of feed your fame and reputation, which actually, you know, it would help to be more visible so you can find a partner. Okay. Cuz you you need you need more visibility and more communication.
1: All right. So I like kind of that. Or of, is it bad in my books there?
0: No, I don't think so. Cuz you read them, right? You've read them, you like them?
1: Yeah, I don't touch them a ton.
0: Well, I mean, I, I think that you're, you're going for a look and it's not like clutter. So it's, I think it's fine. Although do you have trouble sleeping? No. Okay. So I think also you could, you could decide where I to have trouble put, waking up. Okay. So that's the opposite. So, mm-hmm. so, um, so the tree could go into the wealth area if you want to have more growth in your, your wealth and actually having a big tree is smart because you're already, Working with something that has a lot of upward growth and a lot of strength, right? Or it could go in your fame area for more visibility if you need to be seen more, or it could go in your relationship area. But actually, I feel like maybe you could put it right there next to your bed in the corner. Will it get enough sun there? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think that's because we're really focusing on this wealth area, which has a lot to do with your self-worth, recognizing the value that you offer. And asking for that. And to, to like one of my teach, feng shui teachers says, you make as much money as your subconscious is comfortable with. So once you feel worthy, you could ask for any fee, but unless you feel confident about it, if you don't feel like you're worth that, no one's gonna ever pay it because yeah. people can feel that energy. But if you know how much you're a treasure and how what you offer is so valuable. Then you will like that number will increase, and that will directly relate to how balanced and reciprocated you feel for the energy that you're putting out into the world. No, but I think, you know, one thing that you mentioned that was really important is that when you do start to move the things around in your home, like, which is circling back to the beginning, like, You actually like move the chi in your home. So I think this is really just a great exercise. Like I think some of my most dynamic clients and wealthiest clients, they renovate and change a lot Mm -hmm. because if you just keep everything the same, you could visualize like your grandmother, like having like our old, you know, how they had. Um, their old plastic plastic thing. Yeah. And it smells bad. And you're so, t- you know, I mean, that's how nothing my changed. mom is. Right. So, you know, we got to move things around and change things and, and, you know, it's just furniture. Worst case scenario, you just move it back. Totally. So I think that's important. And I, and then in the beginning, before we started the podcast, I wanted to remind you how, like, I remember when you first moved to New York and I went to like your, t- your, um, it was a talk about your book, I think. And you were talking about journaling, and you did it at the Alchemist Kitchen. Mm-hmm. I was like, not not only did you have so many fans there, you also like were so inspiring to all of those young women. Mm-hmm. And you know, you inspired me to start journaling too after that class. And you were your speaking skills were so great too. And I was like, wow, because I only knew you like from the podcast and from other things. And I was like, wow. She's a great speaker and so thank inspirational you. and then inspiring all these young
1: women. So don't forget that. Thank you. That's in here somewhere. <laughs> okay. So don't forget that. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. I love you so much. You know, the past 10 years, all the help and that you're able to be here in person that right now it's truly beyond I'm, I just, I'm so grateful and I hope everyone takes your classes and engages with your work in all the ways and shares everything you do because you're brilliant and I'm so happy to know you oh thanks okay right. thank you okay thank you for now listening. we have to we
0: have to go guys because we're gonna move for bed. Bye. Bye. thank you so much for listening to this very special episode with katie dalbout of let it out podcast And thank you so much for being a listener of the Holistic Spaces podcast. You can tune in every week for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, share it with others. Subscribe on whatever podcast app you use. And it's even great if you can leave a review you can always support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com and be sure to join our mailing list we'd love to see you in your inbox you can scroll down to the show notes and see how to sign up for our mailing list or you can go to our website mindfuldesignschool.com and scroll down to the bottom there'll be a place to uh, sign for the mailing list there If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, you can visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.